It's the Garden Nerd Tip of the Week podcast. I'm Christy Wilhelmy. Thanks for joining us. And welcome to our new format where we spend time chatting with expert gardening guests to ask for their favorite tip. My guest today is Eleuterio Navarro of the Seed Library of Los Angeles. Eleuterio immigrated to Los Angeles from Jalisco, Mexico at the age of seven and attended public schools, including Venice High School, which is the headquarters of Seed Library of Los Angeles, which we call SLOLA. He's also a master gardener who volunteers at the Learning Garden, which is also located at Venice High School, and helps teach the Seed to Table program at Venice High School. Eleuterio also provides access to free organic produce for those in need and has been coordinating a food service for the homeless every Saturday for the past four years. Thank you for joining me today, Eleuterio. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, so today our subject is seed saving and seed libraries. But first off, I just wanted to start by saying you're amazing with all of this <laughs> stuff that you're doing. You're clearly wired for community outreach. And I get that whenever I come to a SLOLA meeting. I get that from you. Um, what brought you back to Venice High School and the Learning Garden and eventually to SLOLA? Well, I mean, when I think about the best times of my life, when I had the Venice High School seems to be that place where when I was young, you know, you're, you're exploring the world. And, and I remember having the best time here at, at this garden uh-huh. when, I was, when I was about 16, 17, 18 years old. So this garden's been around that long? Well, it hasn't. At the time... The, the focus was um, masonry, uh, upholstery, auto shop. Oh. And those classes are being gone now for over 10 years. Yeah. And But the garden, the, what, what is the garden was here, the, you know. And I remember just kind of like, you know, this is where we hung out. I would make it a point to take the masonry class because this is where we, uh, it was taught. Uh-huh. And so it was sort of that place where, you know, being stuffed in a classroom for six hours, <laughs> yeah, you know, you need a you need a time where you're not in the classroom, and so those who who wanted that time off, we took the class over and over again, I, to the point where my counselor said, "Why wow, you really like masonry?" I go, "Yeah, <laughs> not really." Because you got to be outside. Yes, I think so. Nice, yeah. and and so you you've been a volunteer here at the Learning Garden for a long time since twenty. 13, 2012, I believe, late 2012. Okay. Yes. And then when SLOLA started, you became involved with that, right? Yes. I have been a member of SLOLA so about a couple years after its inception. Okay. By David King, yes. And you're the newly elected chair of SLOLA in 2017. Uh, tell our listeners what a seed library is and how it works. Well, a seed library is a depository of uh, heirloom and open pollinated seeds. And uh, it's really local to the community itself. I mean, seeds, after you grow them for a couple of years in the, in, the same, in the same microclimate, they do become localized to your climate. And so, uh, for example, a tomato that you kick the seeds from a tomato, say, in New York. Mm-hmm. And you grow that same tomato here and the same tomato in New York. After seven to ten years, that tomato will start looking different, will, look, will taste different in many cases, but it also will just acclimate to our climate. And in some cases, they'll just, you know, do better because we, in Southern California, we're just lucky to have sunshine most of the time. All the time, pretty much, yeah. Yes. Uh, so we also like to promote those seeds that are, in many cases are endangered. Mm-hmm. This particular um, summer, we're doing the a Three Sisters program here. Oh, cool. And we're doing um, a Paneshi family heirloom bean that was given to David King. 
and he was given about 50 seats out of those 50 seats only about four germinated oh wow so, so that's the Peneche family Peneche family heirloom bean yes okay it's a whole bean. actually it's not even a it's a cowpea actually it turns out that it, oh once we it turns out it was actually a cowpea but we just call it uh, the bean yeah got it <laughs> and uh, we're doing this sort of uh, a squash a rare squash called shamrock I have it's, not heard of that. It's a, it's sort of like a, um, it's like a three lobe squash, sort of like a grayish blue. Oh, you had this, didn't you have this last year? No, we didn't. We had something that was similar. You, because I know yeah. you were, you were cutting yeah. open these gray blue yeah, squashes exactly. for seeds, but it wasn't yeah. the, no, the, the one shamrock. We, it was a, the one we were doing was a blue kombucha. Oh, right. Okay. Which it's, it has the same flavor profile as the, your typical like uh, Japanese kombucha squash mm-hmm. you see at the market. But these seeds were basically given to me. They were acquired, I believe, through Baker Creek. Okay. And someone said, you have to grow this squash out because it really is not grown very often. And it, you know, it's, I think, there's a, um, a list of, of foods called the uh, Ark of Taste. Yes. And and so there's, whatever's in the Ark of Taste, we like to try to grow out because there's, there's stuff that's pretty much almost extinct. And and so uh, someone said, you should grow this one out. So we're doing... Shamrock squash. Uh-huh. We're doing the Peneshi family beans. We're doing the Black Dakota popcorn. I love Black Dakota no. popcorn. I've grown that myself. Yes. It's really beautiful, and it pops up pretty. It's a pretty good popcorn. It is. It's a yes. decent popcorn. Exactly. And so we, we're down to our last half a pound of seeds. Oh, gosh. Okay. And, and so, well, here in the library. And so I'm getting the, the, the school up the street, uh, Martin... Middle, uh, middle school. school. They're uh-huh. going to grow it out for us as well. I'm going to oh. grow it out here. And so that way we'll have a fresh batch for the following season. Wonderful. And what type of squash is the shamrock? Is it more of a summer squash or is it a winter squash? It's a winter squash. It is. Okay. Yeah. So it'll store over winter. Yeah, exactly. All squashes are we grow in the summer. Right. But like, you know, your zucchinis, your patty pans, you know, what we call the summer squashes you consume. In, in the, the summer. In the summer. Right. Everything else will keep for... You know, I kept um, butternut squash for up to like nine months. Yeah, and it tastes great too. Yeah, I had a pumpkin sitting on my counter from November that that it's it was doing fine until about mid-April. So they yeah. do last. But thank you for clarifying the difference between summer squash and winter squash. I see way too many people putting, you know, in the fall planting winter squash, and I'm like, no, 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 that's not what it means. <laughs> it's when you eat it, not when you grow it. Exactly. So you know, there's that. Thank you for clarifying. And just real quick, for those who don't know what a seed library is or how it functions, uh, basically you check out seeds like a book, you grow them out, you return as many seeds as you checked out and hopefully more, and they're free. So it's a very cool thing. Okay, so there are four branches of Slola now? Uh, five, actually. Five? Okay, what, first of all, what are the branches? And then if people, you know... Where can people find a seed library near them? Yeah. So the, the first Saturday of the month, we're in Altadena. Okay. Uh, the second Saturday of the month, we're in Woodland Hills. Okay. The third Saturday of the month, we're here in Venice. Uh, the fourth fri- third, fourth Friday of the month, we're in San Fernando Valley. And uh, starting in July, we're going to be in South Los Angeles on the fourth Saturday of the month. Fantastic. And so for those who don't live in Los Angeles, where can they find a seed library in their area? Is there like a hub where they're all listed? Uh, what I would do is I would probably Google your city or your community and seed library. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised how a lot of public libraries are really 
seeing the need to basically um, preserve seeds, especially heirloom and open pollinated seeds. Mm -hmm. And I, I started to see them really pop up all over the place. Actually, just this month yes. here in Santa, Santa Monica started their own seed library. Yeah, at the Fairview branch, I yes, believe. Yes, Ocean yeah. Park and 22nd Street. Yes. Right, that was exciting to see. Yes. Uh, on to some gardening stuff. So what crops are easiest for seed saving, for beginners who want to start seed saving? Okay. So we have our selfers, or so self-pollinators, and we have the everything else. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, things that are pollinated by either bees, but other insects, insects, wind pollinated. Mm -hmm. And so the easiest things are like tomatoes, lettuce, beans, those are the most common self-pollinating crops because they don't they won't cross, mm -hmm. and so whatever you grow, if you save the seed, they'll be true to the original crop the right. following season. And they're also easy to harvest. And for example, with tomatoes, you just squeeze the seeds out, you wash them, you let them dry. Mm -hmm. With beans, you let them dry on the vine and you save them. Lettuce is a little bit tricky, but it's not hard at all. Um, uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff. I think arugula is also. Right. Arugula and cilantro mm -hmm. yeah, yes. are the ones that um, I just let go to seed mm -hmm. and volunteer over mm -hmm. and over again in my garden. They just kind of keep coming up. Oh, yeah. They, once you grow them once, you won't get rid of them. They That's just right. come, they come back. <laughs> <laughs> that and nasturtiums. Oh, yeah. I think I planted nasturtiums 20 years yeah. ago. I still get them every year. And everything else, like, you know, your squash, your cauliflowers, all these other things, you have to be careful that they're not within the same genus because they will cross. Okay. Uh, and, and what protocol or best practices should people use when trying to save seed? Well, be aware where the origin of the seeds are, first of all. Oh, important. That's important because um, they could be hybrids. There's nothing wrong with hybrids, but if you're planning on saving seeds and if you save seeds from a hybrid, they're not going to be true to the crop that you, you, can, you consume. Right, they don't breed true to type. Exactly. You could acclimate them over years by selecting for specific traits and, and then eventually it becomes basically you know like a, an open pollinated that's like a, more true to try right I, I believe it's called a stabilized hybrid exactly like a jalapeno is a stabilized hybrid that it was a hybrid but now it's pretty much open pollinated exactly yeah. um you know we, there's a particular tomato here that we love called amy's apricot mm. and i think the parents were sun gold and something else mm. when we acquired them they were already in the seventh generation hybrid oh wow and we've grown it out here for the last four years so now we're at the 10th generation wow um and even so even even at the seventh or eighth generation Every so often, you'll get something that's not true. It, it so, rogues out or does something yeah, exactly, weird. Exactly. Okay. So you know those genes will will remain. Um, what's the word for it? Um, recessive. Recessive. Yeah. For a while, and then one day they just come out. They crop up. Isn't that interesting? Yes. I love seeds. I mean, I don't do genetics very well at all, but uh, but I love how crazy seeds. You know, seeds will manifest in a really mm -hmm. you know traits will manifest in an interesting way. Um, okay. So what? is a favorite seed-saving tip of yours that you would like to share with the Garden Nerd audience? Oh, basically, do not bury your seeds too deep. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Tell us why. Um, a lot of times people check out seeds and they come back and say, the seeds sit in Germany and ask them, so what is it that you were sowing? And they say, oh, it's lettuce. So, for example, lettuce seeds, like everything in the brassicas, arugula, lettuce, the seeds are tiny, mm -hmm. and most and people are, like, will dig a, a half an inch, quarter inch 
coal, put it in there, and bury it, and they'll never ever see it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell people with a really small seed, start with a like you know moist soil, and literally just press it down into the soil with your thumb. And don't bury it. And just and just bury just it slightly. Slightly bury it. Slightly bury it. Okay. Because worst case scenario, it's easiest to it's easier to basically add more soil than it is never to have anything germinate. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good one. I, I see a lot of people drilling holes to China when they're, you know, they go yeah. all the way up to the second knuckle on their finger. It's like, yeah. that's three inches. Yeah, that, that works, <laughs> that's fine for, like, you know, cilantro and right. a bunch of stuff, but the smaller seed, you really don't want to bury. I mean, when you think about it, in nature, no one goes around making holes and, and sowing seeds, right? Like right. in the arugula, the, those, the, seed po- the seed pods basically dis- get dispersed. Mm-hmm. The wind comes around, blows some soil on top of it, the rain comes around, you know, and then there you go. They germinate. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, great. That is an awesome tip. Thank you, Eluterio, for sharing that tip and for being a guest on the Garden Nerd Tip of the Week podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, Garden Nerds, you'll find more information about Eluterio Navarro and Slola, the Seed Library of Los Angeles, on GardenNerd.com this week. We'll share links to the Slola website as well as their handy guide to simple and more advanced seed-saving techniques. That's it for this week. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. Visit us for tons of gardening information at GardenNerd.com. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter under GardenNerd1, on Facebook as GardenNerd.com, and of course, our GardenNerd YouTube channel. Happy gardening!